And welcome to the SWAT radio program. I'm David Gray along with Doug McCary from His Light Ministries. And we are glad you're with us on this Tuesday, December 8th. Wow, almost the end of the year, almost Christmas. And uh, you can call us if you have a question or a comment during the program at 844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWAT radio. And as always, we're glad to have our listeners with us here in Jacksonville on 91.7 The Truth, uh, 91.9 FM in St. Augustine, and I think it's 91.3 in Folkston, Georgia, in Meridian, Mississippi on WMER, and in Coastal Coastal Virginia, I almost said Carolina. I'm so used to saying the name of the school, right? Coastal Carolina. Coastal Virginia on the Lighthouse. Or if you're listening on the SWAT radio app, wherever you are, we're glad you're with us. And Doug, as always, it's good to be here with you. It's always good to have you back in the studio, my Bostonian friend. (laughs) (laughs) Got the Boston hat on today. Yeah, Yeah, I see that. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, man, you know, they uh, just had a press conference, David. I don't know if you heard it up at the White House about the vaccine. I did not. And... and, uh, basically saying they are prioritizing getting the vaccine uh, out to people here in this country. And uh, if they have to, President Trump said he would uh, do the Defense Authorization Act. Uh, He would utilize that to prioritize making sure that Americans get the vaccine first here. Um, So that was, uh, it was a pretty big moment when you stop and think that, uh, this is the fastest they've ever had a vaccine. Seven months. Unbelievable. It's insane yeah, yeah. that they did it that quick. And he used the term miraculous. Mm-hmm. Miraculous. And so, um, you know, like him or not, they, they got that done. They cut through a lot of red tape to get it uh, done. And, you know, uh, I don't know. We haven't talked that much about it. There's a lot of people that are saying they're not going to take the vaccine. I was one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I was talking to Dr. Reisinger last week. We had her as our guest. And, um, you know, she said that the the vaccine is going to be helpful to those and uh, that, I don't know. There's conspiracy theorists that think Bill Gates had something to do with it, Mm -hmm. so he's putting a marker in there. It's the mark of the beast and all kinds of crazy stuff that, you know, who knows? It could be true. Uh, We don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think? She said it's like the smallpox or everything else, and I know there's a lot of people out in our world who don't believe in vaccines, but yet you and I grew up in a world where we had them Mm -hmm. and it actually prevented a lot of death and and disability. Yep. No question. Yeah. Well, you're asking me what I think. Um, that depends on whether or not my wife is listening. Uh, Um, (laughs) she may be, (laughs) I'm not sure if she is or not. No, I need more information. I mean, I, I, I have had a lot of information, um, against the vaccine and against uh, the the plethora of vaccines that are out there in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, I agree with you that of course we grew up with vaccines, and there were vac- there have been vaccines that were were 
world changing, right? Mm-hmm. And life cha- life changing for people. I, I I think about my dad who had polio when he was a kid, pre polio vaccine, and somehow mm-hmm. for him it, it it went away, it cleared up, and he didn't have the long term effects from it. But whether it was smallpox or or polio or or, or you know, the, the mumps or the measles or whatever it was, all those vaccines that we got certainly were were important. So I don't – I need more information, I think, on it. And, and you know, I, I talked to my doctor here in Jacksonville a while back about it, and um, and he was at the time, and this was probably in August, uh, certainly uh, expressing caution about it. Hmm. But a lot's happened since then, and uh, so we'll see. Well um – this morning on uh, Jim Dennison's article that he put out, he, uh, he, you know, he always scours. He's kind of like Al Mohler, but just a little different. But he's similar to him in that he he looks at some variety of things and kind of uses them ultimately to drive to a point. But today he uh, did some research on the most read Bible verse this year, 2020, mm. based upon internet searches i mean that's how he's using right, that right right so which verse do you think oh it is? wow oh my gosh you um, got any idea well uh, you mentioned you mentioned about the vaccine and a marker in the vaccine it maybe it's something in revelation i don't know well actually it's isaiah okay isaiah forty one ten, which got you know it god says fear not for I'm with you. Mm. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's the most wow. searched and read verse wow. online. Wow. And, um, you know, when you think about that, I mean, whether you take the vaccine or you don't take the, take the vaccine, God's in control. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we wade through these decisions, uh, I think it becomes an issue like eating meat. It, it was to the Corinthians mm-hmm. or, or even, you know, or, or Rome or wherever, you know, they were the people. There were some people that felt like they couldn't eat meat because their conscience wouldn't let them. There were some people that could. The, the only issue with the vaccine is, is you, you are susceptible to the disease and can then spread the disease if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you have the vaccine, you you may get it, but your period of, I guess, contagiousness is very short. Right. And so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think uh, I, I don't. Probably with any vaccine, I wouldn't want to be the first one taking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because yeah. yeah. you you want to make sure. I, I want to make sure that they worked out the kinks a little yeah. bit. You know, but yeah. but well, from my standpoint, and just to show that this isn't from my standpoint, just about the COVID vaccine. Like I tend to not get a flu shot, right? Yeah, and and some people may think I'm crazy for not doing that, especially since I'm getting to be an old man here, but. But my attitude has always been I, I really would rather effort to take care of myself and take care of my immune system and all that as opposed to getting the flu shot. I've known people that have got really sick from the flu shot, including my son, who's mm-hmm. young and healthy, and uh, got it once and got really sick. So uh, this is not just about, for me, about the COVID vaccine. This is about 
kind of that topic in general, whether or not it's it's right to do that. Well, apparently the the vaccine thing has been and and before COVID, the vaccine thing was an issue for people. A, a lot of younger people sure, sure. who have become uh, Google uh, doctor experts. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they 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 find a bunch of stuff on Google, and because people do experience side effects, they may, there may be, but overall. The goal of the smallpox vaccine is to keep smallpox from spreading to people yeah. or measles or whatever it is. And and they've done a good job for years. It kept that from sure. being uh, an epidemic sure. in our country. So I don't know. I, I would just encourage you, if you're listening, to pray and and ask God, God, you know, should I go do this or not? Like, I'm like yeah. you. Like, there's years that I get the flu vaccine and years I don't. I don't yeah. know why. I just kind of pray about it. I've got a daughter who's medically compromised too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so actually a couple of them. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, And I think it's important mm-hmm. also for people pray and, and talk to your own doctor and mm-hmm. see what they think, you know, see what your doctor thinks. And I think it's going to maybe be different for different people. What, what's going to be interesting is I think there'll be a lot of pressure for everyone <laughs> yeah. to get it right. I think that pressure is going to come. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it might get a little dicey. But um, but on another on a similar topic, but taking it in another direction, you know, we, we've talked a lot in SWAT and, and, and in other places. I'm sure you've talked about it on the radio here about, you know, God not being surprised by all this that's happened in 2020. And, and, and we don't know all of certainly what God's purposes are and plans are. We, we only know limited things. But just to hear that in the midst of suffering that people have gone through this year, that the most searched Bible verse is that that I, verse from Isaiah, maybe that gives us a little glimpse into, you know, what God means when he says in Peter that suffering, you know, refines our faith and it's it's which is more precious than gold and and and, and numerous other places, right, James, where it talks about the testing of our faith produces perseverance and righteousness and and you know for those who are trained by the testing or the discipline and so i think of that when i hear you say that that's what what people have searched online i mean that would that search have been happening would people be even really looking at that level for bible verses if this other stuff in the world wasn't going on so anyway it gives us a little a little glimpse i think into what what god does sometimes right with circumstances that 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 really cause us to, to run to him. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the issues that uh, I don't know, well, we got to come back. When we come back, we're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 13, verse verses, uh, 17 today about obeying your leaders. And there was an interesting thing that came out just this past week about Carl Lentz. I don't know if you know who he is. He was a former Hill coast, uh, Hillsong East coast pastor. And I want to talk about that when we come back. All right. Okay. We're going to come back in just a few seconds. We're glad you're with us on the SWAT radio program. Call us at 844-777-7928 or email us at ask at SWAT radio if you have a question or a comment. We're going to come back after this first break, so stay with us. If you'd like to contact SWAT radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. 
You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holiday. The holiday season and Santa Claus is coming round. The Christmas snow is white on the ground. When old Santa gets into town, he'll be coming. Welcome back to the SWAT Radio program, everyone. Glad you are with us. David Gray, along with Doug McCary from His Light Ministries. And we are going to be getting into Hebrews 13, yeah. uh, especially verse 17, almost to the end, Doug. Boy, it's been a. It's been a great book and a long time. It's a, it's a lot to get through. It's been, yeah, it, we, you know, we've been in since a year ago, September, and uh, it's, it's been a great journey. Uh, and today, specifically, we're dealing with the whole idea of obeying our leaders. As a, it's, we're commanded to obey our leaders and submit to them. Two different commands. Um, the submission is more the attitude that we have toward them. And one of the problems we deal with in our country is Christian celebrity. And uh, Jim Dennison talked about a guy named Carl Lentz, who was the former lead pastor of Hillsong. I say former being the key word um, because he was fired from his position um, after he confessed to marital infidelity last month. Now, he was a... Big time celebrity pastor. He was on The View. He was on different news programs. He was uh, personal friends of Justin Bieber and Kevin Durant. So he was walking in big circles of culture. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the um, New York Times uh, did an article about his celebrity culture and his church and all the leaders of the church. And there was a evangelical guy named David French who wrote um, a article called the crisis of Christian celebrity. And, you know, he says after surveying a, a depressing list of public moral failures among Christian leaders in the past few months, he said, I've known a number of Christian public figures who have not fallen men and women who've lived decades in the public eye and they've lived with integrity. What makes them different? He asked, well, while they've come from different backgrounds and even different strands of theology, they share two common convictions. And I think this is really key. 
first, they don't trust their virtue. Mm. They know they're susceptible. They believe that. Second, they don't believe that they earn their fame. Any fame or influence they get, they know where it comes from. That's key, right? Mm. And so um, Dennison went on to say that years ago a guy taught him, but for the grace of God, I would be right where Carl Lentz is. I would have made the same mistake. Um, we can't do the Christian life as a leader or even as a follower without the Holy Spirit leading us and guarding us and what we need to remember every day. And I think this is so important for us, and I shared this even with, um, I think, uh, Sunday when we were in our small group, is that, you know, everything we have comes from God. We can't take credit. If, If I teach and i teach well it's not because i'm a great teacher it's because the holy spirit is revealing his truth through Mm -hmm. me and it's a privilege to be used by him i don't deserve to be used by him Mm -hmm. when we start to believe our press reports and we start to believe that oh i'm a great guy and 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 that's what happens and it's a very hidden danger to these leaders and what happens is it starts off with guys insulating themselves, getting away from people, making themselves unaccessible to people. The thing about Jesus Christ, there was nobody on the face of the earth more important than Jesus Christ, but he was approachable. Mm-hmm. He did not hide himself from people. He did <clears throat> at times when he withdrew for a season of praying but when he was around, anybody could go up to him. Right, right. And I've heard the statement, well, but you don't understand. I can't I don't I don't have time for everybody. You mean to tell me that Jesus Christ is not as important as you? That's the problem that we have with celebrity culture mm-hmm. when we start insulating. Mm-hmm. And in a culture like ours, it's very secular and getting more secular every day. I don't know if you saw the article in the New York Times there. They're wanting to take in God we trust out again. We're trying to go more secular again. But when writing or reading an article like the one um, that is good or being on a radio program or having access to be interviewed by somebody else on a radio program or it's easy to start seeing these as spiritual achievements Mm -hmm. that we do and Christians who really have a mediocre or non-existent personal devotional life with God can be famous because they articulate things well, but they don't, they're hollow on the inside. Right. Right. And so we have to understand and embrace the concept that we'd never compare ourselves to each other. We always go up against the standard of Christ. Mm -hmm. And by that standard, we're filthy. My wife calls us pond scum, mm-hmm. she says. So. Well, those two points that you just made, I think, uh, are really good. The two points Dennison made, I guess, about about what were the true traits that differentiated people who lived as believers in public life and, and hadn't fallen. And the first one you mentioned about they understand their own susceptibility and mm-hmm. their own frailty. And I think... 
that's so important for anybody who's a follower of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're whether you're Billy Graham or whether you're somebody in a small church that nobody knows beyond fifteen people, right? Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that that I know God has taught me throughout my life, and it and it's it, sometimes things are a long time coming, right? I'm almost fifty nine; it's taken a long time, but this idea that you know, especially in certain areas that you struggle with. We, we all have different areas of sinfulness that we struggle with. And, and uh, I think of Hebrews, again, throw off the sin that so easily entangles, right? There's just those certain things. And over the years, for long periods of time, I would think, you know, you'd repent, and I'd think, okay, I got this. I got this. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't talk to anybody about it. And I think I just got it on my own. You know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm reading my Bible. I can. I'm praying, which is of course important. But I don't need to talk to anybody. No, I, don't, I don't. There's no accountability. Yeah, I don't need to be in community. And and it wasn't till probably the last even eight to ten years, right? That that that. And I'm not by any means perfect with this. Fall far short still. But God has started to show me right when I think I don't need to call somebody or I don't need to talk to somebody. That should be a sign to me. You better, you better talk to somebody, or you better be in community, or you better be, you know, because our, our, my natural. I always say our. I should say my. Right. Yeah. My natural inclination is to isolate. But it's ours. I would say it's for most men. Yeah. Our tendency is, but you know, um, Dennison said there's two kind of believers: those who fall into moral failure, and those who take proactive steps of humility to keep from joining them. Well, it, it's a humble act yeah. to make yourself accountable to somebody to say, Hey, David, I'm really struggling in this area. I want you to ask me about this, or will you help me with this by, by just praying for me and, and being a guy that will put your finger in my chest. If you see me start to go toward this yeah. path, yeah. you know, and part of, and part of the, the key to this is, is finding a few guys mm-hmm. in our cases, right, where you can do this because you can't do it with everybody. You can't do it yeah. with everybody you go to church with. You can't. They just can't. Let's face it, right? And that's why. That's where. And you and I have talked about this many times. Where SWAT has been, and one of our pillars is community, and mm-hmm. and of course accountability goes with that. But just the fact that I think about five, six, seven years ago, the number of male Christian friends that I had. I mean, I had plenty of friends, but I wasn't real necessarily close with them in the way that we're talking about now. And now I have a whole bunch of guys that I could talk to and that I do um, about about different things, right, and that I would feel comfortable with. So, you know, if you're listening and, you, and, and I've, I've been there with not wanting to be bothered mm-hmm. <laughs> with having a, a, a community and with having male friends, you know, for you guys that are listening and – and I, I just think it's so important. And, and God, as you do it, as, as you said, as we humble ourselves and put ourselves in that position, what does the Bible say? God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And he, and he, and he changes things when we are humble. And I think people, guys listening, anybody listening will see that if you take steps in, those dire- in that direction. Well, um, you know, we are in Hebrews 13, looking at verse 17 today, just verse 17. And it says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls 
as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. And so we talk about running the race, uh, this faith race, sacrificially is what we talked about yesterday, verse 15 and 16. And today we're talking about submissively. So we submit to our leaders not because we think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread, not because even um, they have these incredible characteristics. We submit to them because they represent God to us. And they are God's instruments over us. And it says, obey them, which is the action, and submit to them, which is your attitude. And so our leaders keep watch over the sheep and the purity of the gospel. And I think we forget that sometimes about our leaders. We forget the greater responsibility, it says in James 1, they have. Because he says, we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Well, that that's a that's a pretty big burden. Mm. I mean, every time you open up the word to teach it, you are trying to convey the most important book ever written, ever written to mankind, and that's a huge responsibility. And it, and as leaders, what happens is we we weep and we're burdened when people that are under our care ignore God's word or dilute his word or try to minimize his word. And I, I think of Jeremiah 13 and thirteen seventeen. he says, if you will not listen, my soul will weep in secret for your pride. My eyes will weep bitterly and run down with tears because the Lord's flock has been taken captive. So leaders are burdened for their people or they should be. And, you know, we've got to remember that we have a responsibility to obey them because I'm going to come back. I'm going to read from John 13, which Jesus quotes why it's so important to obey our leaders. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you, you brought this up. And we've been talking about it, like you said, outside of uh, the radio program, but just how easy it is to forget that our pastors and leaders are appointed by God. They're God's instruments. And so when they're faithfully teaching and preaching scripture, that our attitude shouldn't be, oh, how was he today? It should be God put that message in his mouth. Come right back with us after the news here on SWAT Radio. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go, take a look at the five and ten, glistening once again, with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, toys in every store, but the prettiest sight to see is the holiday. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Third Gray. time's a charm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> off today. I'm out of practice. <laughs> no, you and I were talking about Jerry Seinfeld doing his uh, Comedians in Cars that day. That had to be fun. Wouldn't that be fun just to, to interview those guys? Absolutely. Well, the format was great. And, and what he would do is he'd 
pick up whoever he was interviewing that day and spend like three or four or five hours with them, and then he'd edit edit it down to twenty minutes. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was a great format, and yeah, yeah, we, we're we're uh, you and I are going to hopefully uh, get to go see a, a favorite comedian and ours. You know, I, I did a. a I, I want to ask people. We had a, a, a comedian on here. Um, Gosh, a, a few months back, he's from New York. He had his own HBO specials, his own Comedy Central specials. His name was Bob Nelson, and Bob did a um, he did a uh, a football player routine that was really really funny on Rodney Dangerfield's uh, Young Comedians years ago. But Bob was a, a contemporary of uh, and was in a comedy trio with jerry seinfeld and eddie murphy Mm. they went to hollywood and bob stayed in new york they made it in tv Mm -hmm. and he stayed there Mm -hmm. bob even though bob did some tv specials but bob loves the lord and uh he and i did a a comedian outreach years ago called comic belief you know how they did comic we did comic belief from laughter to life where bob did an hour's worth of comedy and then I shared the gospel. Wow! Yeah, and we had a great turn. It was a great thing. He's willing to do that here. If you, if anybody would love for us to do that, it's a, it's an awesome outreach um, tool. Yeah. Not, it's not a bait and switch. You tell everybody in the title from comic belief from laughter to life. It's about Bob. Bob's life was transformed by mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. But um, he, I, his, his. He's struggling with cancer right now in COVID in New York. He's up in New York, which is terrible. Uh, he doesn't have COVID, but with everything going on. Sure. Uh, and so uh, he's really struggling. So uh, I would ask that if you're listening and you heard his interview, or even if you didn't go back, just put in Bob Nelson and listen to me talk about it. Uh, he, he shares his story on, on the radio. But pray for Bob and Trish, his wife, because um, uh, Bob's uh, – I mean – he, I think it's he was pretty devastated by that, and some I know some of our listeners uh, have probably dealt with that diagnosis, and you understand from personal experience. Mm. Uh, just lift up Bob and his family, and um, you know, because there is something healing about laughter, and Bob oh, even said that in his absolutely. interview. You know, absolutely, and and those guys that can do that. Those guys that can do an hour of stand-up and, and make it look effortless, it looks effortless because of the amount of work they've oh, put in. Oh, it's so hard. It, they, it, it is unbelievable that those guys can do what they do. And and honestly, the guys that are clean, I'm not just saying I like the clean comedians because we're on SWAT radio. Yeah, yeah. I like it because I think it's harder. They're it's, not, it's, it's not cheap laughs, right? They're not going for a quick laugh because of some dirty joke or word. It's harder to put together. And honestly, it's funnier. It's way funnier. Mm-hmm. And and I've listened to interviews with guys like Seinfeld and Jim Gaffigan and Brian Regan, who we like, and and they're all clean comedians. And and they talk about how they just think it's much funnier and enter- more entertaining to not do anything dirty. You know. Well, well, a few years ago, we had Sinbad on here. You know, Sinbad, oh, I sure do. Sinbad's dad is a baptist preacher did you have him on SWAT yeah, radio yeah, i yeah. didn't know that yeah he, i would go back i'm gonna go back and yeah, listen to that we had him on he was coming here to um to perform and i called him i actually met him on an airplane or in an airport and then we got on the same plane together okay and got to talk all the way from atlanta to houston he was a funny guy uh, he's very funny and but the first 
time he went out, he was not clean. Mm-hmm. He cussed. Mm-hmm. Now, his dad's a preacher, mm-hmm. and he gets out there, and he he went home and said, Dad, I, Pops, I saw you at the show. You know, and his dad, he said, what'd you think? And his dad didn't say a word. Mm. He said, I never cussed in my programs after there you that. Go. There you go. And so. And you, you don't know, need to. These guys, mm-hmm. it, the, the guys that are so funny, the guys that I mentioned and many other, you just don't need it. You don't need it to be funny. No, you, you know? don't. And uh, so anyway, if you could ever, I, I'll go back and listen to that Sinbad and Bob Nelson too. And Bob too. Yeah, Bob, yeah, but, Bob would be good. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You know, we're talking about Hebrews 13 verse 17 about leaders keeping watch over us and the purity of the gospel. And why do we obey leaders uh, and submit to their authority? Well, Jesus said in John 13:20, and I'm going to let you read it. I think. Do you have it right there? I do. Read that verse. Sure. John 13:20. Truly, truly, I say to you. Whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. So anytime he says truly, truly, he's saying, okay, in the military, what they used to do when we would have a test question, they would stomp the floor three times saying, okay, this is important. Well, that's what he's saying by truly, truly. Listen up. So he's saying, if you receive the one I send, then you receive me. If you receive me, you receive the one who sent me, the right. Father. Right. And so pastors, teachers, those in authority over us, uh, if you're listening and you're a teenager or a young person, your parents, if they're in authority over you, the reason you obey them is not because of their stellar character. I mean, hopefully they do have stellar character. But if you look in the Bible, there was a bunch of flawed men that God called. Look at David. David was the king, but he committed murder and adultery. Moses committed murder. Mm. He was a murderer. A lot of times these people that God used were flawed men, but they were still his representatives. It did not diminish their role as a representative. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you, if somebody's in authority over you, that is negating the purity of God's word or denying the purity of God's word, I would run from that church in a heartbeat. Mm. I would not be part of any church that denies or negates the purity of God's word because God's word is ultimately our authority and no pastor, elder, or leader has any authority apart from God's word because they're under shepherds. That's all they are. They just administrate the church and God's word for the church that they are leading. They're under shepherds. Jesus is the chief shepherd. And so, and here's what happens sometimes. You can have a faithful pastor who ends up leaving because he uh, retires or, I mean, by retiring, I mean, he just, you know, he, he realizes it's time to pass the baton. And somebody else comes in there, and they come in without the same commitment because what they do a lot of times is they inherit something that has already been built by hard work, sweat, and tears for a guy who's discipling people. Think about it for a second. Who's more inclined to be wise with uh, uh, a bunch of money, somebody who just gets a lot of money through an inheritance or somebody who works hard yeah, to get sure. it? Sure, the latter. Yeah, and so um, 
Paul knew this in Acts chapter 20, verse 24. He says this. He's talking to the Ephesian elders, and he says, now listen. He goes, I don't account my life of any value, nor as precious, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus Christ. Who did he receive it from? Jesus. He received it from Jesus, he says, to testify to the gospel. And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I've gone about proclaiming will see my face again. So he's saying I'm leaving. Therefore, I testify to you that I'm innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink back from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. He didn't pick and choose what he was going to teach. He taught the whole council. He said, pay attention to yourselves and to all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. He's talking to the elders to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. He's telling you the cost for those people that Mm -hmm. they're caring for. Mm -hmm. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I didn't cease night or day to admonish you with tears. So Paul is warning them, listen, even some of you, you're going to drift. And and so you have to stay submissive to God, to his word, and to his people. And that's what he's saying. If you're running the faith race, but you're not obeying your leaders, and, and David, you and I both know how many people go, oh, yeah, I know that's what the Bible says, but, you know, God doesn't want me to be unhappy. Mm. I know that's what the Bible says, but. You don't know my circumstance. Yes. Yeah. It's different for me, mm. you know, or or they say, you know what, I'm going to roll the dice and just, you know, God's a gracious God. He'll forgive me. That That's pretty, that's pretty foolish, I think, mm. to willfully go into disobedience after you've been warned not to. Mm. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yep. Doesn't mean I haven't done it before, because I have. Well, I have too. But, but I agree with your statement wholeheartedly. Well. And I was foolish <laughs> for doing well, that. Well, me too. And he says, keep a close watch on yourself in 1 Timothy 4. Keep a close watch on yourself, Paul talking to Timothy, and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so you will save yourself and your hearers. So our here, I mean, our leaders, they have a great responsibility. And so we need to be submissive and obey our leaders. And we live in a time, David, where that's really discarded. And when we come back, I really want to address how our culture is impacting our submissiveness and obedience to our leaders. Yeah. It's interesting when you say that. I remember Alistair Begg saying once about the importance of understanding what the Bible says and why it's important. Because if you don't, confusion breeds ignorance, and people will believe anything. So we're going to continue this conversation when we come back after the break here on SWAT Radio. Please join us. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, 
Then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. I hate to interrupt that that Christmas music right there. That's that's an oldie. That's a good one. But glad you're back with us on SWAT Radio, David Gray and Doug McCary, for our last segment. And we are talking about uh, Hebrews thirteen seventeen, the last chapter of Hebrews about uh, uh, submitting to and obeying our leaders because they're put. In place as under shepherds, as Doug put it, Jesus is the is the is the chief shepherd, and they are put in place as under shepherds um, by God. And so, uh, our as we read in John, Jesus said, "If we're accepting the ones Jesus sends out, we're accepting Jesus, and if we accept Jesus, we're accepting the one who sent them, which is God the Father." So, Doug, uh, just great reminders about about and I and we talked about this the other day about how often I've been guilty not just in my current church, but over the years of, well, how's the pastor? Oh, he's a good preacher. Or oh, how was he today? Well, he was kind of flat or he was kind of this or that. And, you know, really, really makes me feel some shame looking back probably on some of the comments that I've made over the years and not recognizing what we're talking about today. Well, you know, it's interesting when we, we, we live in a culture uh, where we practice selective obedience in the Bible, right? I mean, we do. Mm-hmm. Well, you look at some passages, and uh, we can look at the same command, you and I, differently. You and I see it, we read it, and we go, um, you know, that's wrong for me. And you go, well, no, it's okay. I think it's okay. We've learned to practice selective obedience, but um, and we have cultural differences. Uh, you come from up north. I come from the south. Some things are more traditionally driven than biblically driven uh, in the south and the north. Um, but for people with a different worldview, um, what may be sin for one may not be sin for another. Mm. And, and I want to give you a cultural example. Do you know that if Jesus lived today in our culture, if he did in our culture what he did in Jerusalem, he would be a thief. 
because he walked with his disciples through other people's property and took their fruit. In our culture, that would be called stealing. Mm-hmm. But in their culture, because of the Pentateuch and what the Bible says that they were allowed to do, it was not. So what do you do when somebody comes over here and they're not familiar with the law? Well, they're still guilty, but morally with God, they, they may or may not know. Now, there's an argument can be made, well, they should learn the law. They should. That's, mm-hmm. that's, but the point is, when leaders of a church instruct you to do something, for instance— there's a lot of people that sit underneath a pastor in a church and do not agree with male leadership in churches. They think that it can be both men and women as elders. Mm-hmm. But biblically, that's not what the Bible says, and it doesn't have anything to do with culture because it goes all the way back to Adam. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, when, when Paul makes that uh, teaching to Timothy— He takes it back to Adam, the reason why he does not allow women to serve as elders. There was a reason for that. Well, in our culture today, there's lots of churches with women elders. Mm -hmm. And people have chosen to disregard that because they see it as sexist or they think it is misogynistic and they say we're not going to do that. But they have allowed their view to be shaped not by what Scripture says as a whole. It's just, well, God wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the same reasoning behind, well, God doesn't want me to be unhappy. I mean, like, I mean, God doesn't want me to stay in this relationship, you know, and I've heard that over and over and over. Um, And when God says something in his word, universally the principle has to be applied across cultures i'm not talking about the application the application may be different but if jesus knew it was against the law of the land here he may or may not have done it we don't know he wasn't here right it wasn't against the law of that land um and so as when we think about submission and obedience you and I both break the law every day. We we go out and we go over 55 miles an hour or 65 miles an hour on the highway on the Butler Boulevard. It says 65 miles an hour. And we go, you know what? I'm going to go seven miles over or eight miles over or 10 miles over, whatever I think that works for me. Because the law that's stated there is only a suggestion to me. <laughs> True? Sure. So how do we do that every day? And then go into the church and then not apply that same principle. Mm. It's hard for us. It is. And and I think we've become very comfortable with being unsubmissive people. And, for instance, the mask. Let's talk about the mask for a second. Uh, I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't care if the government tells me to or not. I don't care if my leaders tell me to or not. I'm not going to wear a mask. And so we say we're not going to do it. Why? Is it is it being unbiblical to wear a mask? I, and I'm just using that mm-hmm. as an example. Yeah. And and I and I'm saying, like, we're not mandated to by our government at, at breaking the law, but it's encouraged. Now, if you're in Duval County, the mayor has put a a thing. It's not a law, but he's put a mandate to wear mm-hmm. the mask. Mm-hmm. So I just use that as purely an example to say that we 
are much more inclined to do what we want to do rather than submit to authorities over us. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know how you anyone could disagree with that because it's so widespread in our culture. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah. And, and the mask thing I know gets into a, to a, a little bit of a gray area, I suppose. I, you know, the, the Bible clearly talks about that we are to submit to our civil leaders, if you will, right? And, and mm-hmm. unless unless they're act, asking us or or ordering us to go against God's commands, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think that's where for believers, and of course, that's why people have been martyred over the centuries, right? Yeah. Part of the reason is because they're disobeying government and and they're obeying God where that conflicts. Um, the mask thing probably is, you know, you're right. It's not necessarily unbiblical to wear a mask, but I know that there's a lot of people who don't want to wear it. And, and you and I probably are somewhere in the in the middle ground here on, um, you know, thinking that government is asking us to do things that really are taking away freedoms. And this isn't just about mask wearing that's the view i think a lot of people have that this goes beyond just covid and the pandemic and this has to do with government control and all of those kinds of things and so but again we rationalize yes yeah, agree and and, and agreed. what i'm saying is we have to get to the point of when we know god is instructing us to do yep. something yep. that we if we don't first we repent of our attitude mm-hmm that's the submission part. Right. And I'm going to tell you, I had that happen right before I came over here. Okay. And so I'm going to tell you a good deed I did, but I did it after repenting because I didn't want to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm over at the place where I get my Starbucks and I get my drink and I get me a sandwich because I haven't eaten lunch. And so I'm eating and I walk out and it's 10 minutes till three. We, st- we come on air at three and uh, one of the, homeless guys over there comes up to me and says hey man could you get me a pizza today because i've gotten them pizzas Mm -hmm. before in the past Mm -hmm. and i said i can't do it now and i mean he he was looking bad Mm -hmm. like he said nobody's giving us any food man i guess because it's cold or whatever and i looked down i'm going there's no way i'm going to get a pizza in 10 minutes and get back over here i said so i'll get it after the program then i get in the, the truck and i'm eating that warm sandwich that i'm eating and I'm going, man, how can you do that? You just brushed him off. You didn't go get him a sandwich. You didn't go. You're just going to eat your nice warm sandwich when he's asked. And immediately the Bible verse came to mind. How can you say you love me? You're going to sit there when a brother has a need mm-hmm. and you, you, you've got food and you're just going to eat and say, I'll get it for you later. Man, isn't that convenient, Doug? And I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. And I rushed over to Nukes, and I said, can you get me a pizza really fast? And they got a pizza, and I took it out there to him. And I walked away from that not feeling, man, I did a good deed. Mm-hmm. I walked away feeling like, man, how how could I do that? Right. I've been a believer for a long time because it's so easy for us to justify a lack of submission, mm-hmm. first of all, to God mm-hmm. and his people. And what he's saying is if we're going to run the faith race and put God on display, we need to submit to our leaders and we need to obey them, you know, as they're being biblical, as they tell us biblical things uh, to do. And 
and I we we struggle with that a yeah. lot. I think for me, and I'm, I'm assuming for other people, this is true as well. One of the reasons that it's tough to always submit is, well, the obvious answer is pride, right, and stubbornness. Yeah. But but the other part of it, I think, is sometimes we don't really trust that God is good, mm-hmm. and that God's heart toward us is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes when He asks us or commands us to do certain things that seem risky or seem difficult we don't think it's it's the it's the serpent in the garden right did god really say the idea that god's somehow holding out on us or yeah. or asking us to do something that's going to be not really in our best interest and you know i i think of i was a big uh chronicles of narnia fan and in the very first one the lion the witch in the wardrobe that the kids are hearing about aslan the lion you know which is, which is the c.s lewis jesus figure in those books and they're hearing about it from Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, the talking beavers. And, and, and Lucy, the youngest, is getting nervous about seeing Aslan. And she says, is he, is he quite safe? And, and Mr. Beaver kind of snorts in derision and says, safe? Of course he's not safe, but he's good. Yeah. And I, that line has always stayed with me. Isn't and that I, a great it's line? It's a great I, I line. It's line. one of my favorite lines in all of literature. But the idea that God may... God's wild, right? John Eldridge likes to write that. God is wild. We don't know what God's going to do, but he's good. Yeah. And so when he asks us or commands us to do something, we can trust. It come, He gets us to that point where we can trust that he's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, listen, we, got a, we did get an email. When government authorities that are ordained by God tell us to do something against God's word, you never violate God's no. word. I no. would agree, agree with that. I agree with that, So too. remember to run sacrificially and run submissively. I hope you can join us at SWAT at the Beach tomorrow at Woody's Barbecue, Solana Road. Lunch here at the Salem Center. I hope you'll be there tomorrow for SWAT. And then Thursday morning in in Mandarin at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food and Thursday night on Zoom. It's been great to be here with you today, Doug. And this is David Gray along with Doug McCary. Thanks for listening. And come back tomorrow to SWAT Radio. Yep. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual